This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello everyone, thank you for joining me around the fireside tonight. My name's Joe, and I'm here to tell you a story. A story about the world's youngest detective. A story about cats, cases and clocks. Of partnerships and penguins. Of milk and mysteries. Presenting another Fireside Community Author Spotlight piece, The Little Big Detectives, written by Alexandra Antipa. I would like to thank Alexandra for allowing me to read these excerpts from her wonderful book and would urge you all to check it out on Amazon. If you enjoy this episode, please let me know by leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, a like or comment on YouTube or Facebook, or subscribing on whatever platform you're listening on. Every interaction truly does mean the world to this channel. You can also check out our new website for more information, talesbythefireside.com. Now please, get comfortable, let go of the daylight, and join me for our story. The Little Big Detectives by Alexandra Antipa how Lorelei and Yami met. The greatest detectives in the world found life to be better with a partner. Someone to discuss a case with while searching for clues, trying to catch the bad guys. Their bond would be strong, enduring and based on trust. Friendship appears as a natural result, becoming deeper with each tough case they solve. Lorelai met Nyami when she was a few months old and, technically, just a baby. Initially, the two of them were not close. Back then, Lorelai was an independent soul and wanted to do everything on her own. Truth be told, she did not like how her mother treated her like a helpless creature. However, it was necessary to keep up appearances, at least for the time being. She needed her parents to remain as innocent as they were so her work would not suffer. 
she managed to solve a few cases alone. She helped a doll to find her courage and sing again, located a missing sock and found out who stole the red toy car. When she reached the admirable age of six months, she thought about starting her own detective agency so she would take her passion to a whole new level. At that point, she realised that she'll need a partner, a true detective, and finally, a solid team working together for the greater good. Lorelei wanted to be unbeatable. She hoped to catch everyone who misbehaved and bring back the peace to the apartment in which she lived. She was a seeker of justice, unwilling to bow down in the face of danger. A baby she might have been, but she possessed all the attributes of a great detective. Natural curiosity, intelligence, intention to detail, power of deduction and a never-ceasing sense of righteousness. One day, her mother placed her in a new and rather spacious playpen. By now, she sat very well on her own, which made the whole investigating business a lot easier. She liked the extended premises the playpen offered, but not the fact that there was no way out. As her day was full, she made the best of it and organised her affairs. Business flourished in the past few weeks, with many toys coming to her with a case to solve. They all heard about Lorelei, the baby with outstanding detective skills, and now they needed her help. Elsa Glam, the doll, fell in despair because her caper disappeared. Bella Leibling, the female robot, complained that someone tinkered with her interface while she slept, and several other toys reported various crimes to have happened recently. Nyami the cat, who would soon become her partner, boasted an inquisitive nature, and it did not take long for her to realise how many mischievous acts took place in the apartment, ironically located on Justice Street. Several times she tried to approach Lorelei, asking her about the crime rate and the cases she worked on. Every time she received only grunted responses with little or no information she could use. On a sunny afternoon, Nyami noticed that Lorelei sat pensively in her playpen. She chewed on one of those teething toys for babies, a gesture suggestive of a troubled mind. A perseverant feline, she tried her luck one more time. An excellent idea, as that was when the two of them became friends and partners. As you might remember, the hero of our story was on the lookout for a partner. She wanted to get the detective agency rolling, but up to that point, she had achieved everything alone. The only help came from Mrs. Rosa Redblush, the female dog equipped with many buttons that served a wide range of useful purposes, including the recording of information. She organised several interviews, hoping to find someone suitable enough to fill such an important position. Drew Porkies, the little red pig who worked as a piggy bank, talked incessantly, rendering Lorelei unable to concentrate and proving not to be the best candidate for the job. Kevin Montana, the minion dressed in a pilot's coat, said that the only reason he wanted to be a detective was so he could frame Paco Echo, the red feathered parrot, for a crime he did not commit and finally get rid of him. The two of them did not like each other too much as they both competed for Lorelei's attention. When Paco started spreading fake rumours about Kevin, saying that the minion fell in love with a flowery pillow, 
and spending all of his time with her, he sought revenge. The parrot showed no actual interest in becoming a detective. He rather liked his freedom, flying from one room to the other, saying mean things about the other toys. But there existed another toy who wanted to occupy the position. Nyami. She decided not to request an interview, but wait for the right moment and gain Lorelei's trust first. So, in that afternoon, when the sun invaded the living room as it tried to shed light on the current dilemma, Nyami approached the little detective. She spoke softly, not wanting to disturb the girl from the deep, pensive state in which she found herself. Now, to the untrained eye, it seemed like Lorelei could only babble, being far from carrying out what we can perceive as a proper conversation. Dear reader, you probably already know that children and their toys share their own secret language, one which adults cannot understand. Many important conversations have taken place while parents looked at their offspring and thinking how cute he or she was. I am not at liberty to convey what they discussed, but when the conversation ended, they had reached an important agreement. Lorelei welcomed her new partner, Nyami, the knitted cat with an insatiable appetite for solving crimes. And that was how Little Big Detectives came into being, a detective agency which promised to undertake a serious responsibility, preventing the apartment from becoming overwhelmed by crime. The Path Toward a Detective's Life Lorelei always had a sense of inquisitiveness, which she found hard to contain. Fueled by her imagination, she explored every inch of the apartment in which she lived. The little girl kept stumbling upon interesting discoveries, being amazed at how wonderfully complex the world was. But let's go back to the beginning and find out how and when she became a detective. Imagine, dear reader, if you will, a space in which there is permanent darkness. You hear muffled voices and other sounds, and from time to time you see a flash of light quickly passing by. Food comes through a cord, and you are floating in a liquid that resembles water. You're actually inside your mum, growing and waiting for the time to come and for you to be born. Naturally, this is a period of great boredom, as each minute passes so infinitely slow. You move up and down, left to right and back, hoping that a little physical activity will chase the boredom away. The curious Lorelei found the time spent in her mother's belly challenging. At first there was plenty of space to move and she found it entertaining to bounce around. And she grew and found the space to have reduced, it became necessary to occupy her mind with something. She wanted to find a way out and quick before she would suffer from ennui. The new quest had given her purpose, and she was excited. She refused to let things just be, as there were so many questions she would have liked to find the answer to. Why couldn't she leave? Why did her mother eat a multitude of yucky things? And what about that doctor who kept bothering her? She needed answers and fast as there must have been a reason for which they kept her in that confined space, away from the outside world, which seemed so interesting and full of promises. Lorelei's hearing sharpened over time, and she paid more attention to the sounds coming from the exterior. 
Her mother listened to music, and she liked some songs, especially the ones about the blue elephant that had lost his shoes. She also watched detective shows, and these quickly became her favourites. How thrilling it seemed to solve a crime, using your intelligence and power of deduction. She too wanted to catch those who misbehaved and make sure everyone stayed safe. The books Mother read out loud also stimulated her interest in detective work. In this way, she had become acquainted with some of the greatest detectives of the literary world, Sherlock Holmes, Hercule Poirot, Miss Marple, Inspector Morse and Lord Peter Whimsey. She learned a lot from each of those literary detectives and promised to herself that she would pursue a career as a detective. Without a doubt, she would make a fine investigator. But, first things first, where was the exit? She overheard her mother saying to a friend that babies are born after spending nine months in the belly. At that point, she felt furious with herself for not keeping count. Some days, she had so much fun that measuring time came last. She enjoyed the food delivered and hearing her mother's voice while she read detective novels. Most days, however, took a monotonous turn and she found herself in a permanent yawn. Paying attention to the excruciatingly slow passing of time would have been unbearable, even for her, she decided. Mum had to go to the doctor. No matter how much she disliked being pushed around for a better view on the screen, this time it seemed necessary to be quiet and stay in one place. She promised herself not to kick the doctor or turn her back on him. The goal? Gathering intelligence on the estimated date of birth. Nothing else mattered. The doctor talked continuously, and it surprised Lorelei to see her mother responding politely to his questions rather than running out the door. She knew how much Mum appreciated the quiet, but she guessed there probably existed exceptions to that preference. Mum appeared relaxed, leaning back in the chair, and she offered concise answers when Lorelei finally heard the words she wanted. According to the doctor's calculations, she would have to stay inside for two more months. Your daughter will be born at the end of July, the doctor said. Daddy thinks, Lorelei muttered under her breath and finally turned her back on him. At home, while Mum rested on the couch, Lorelei hatched a plan. She felt eager to see life on the outside and finally begin her flourishing career as a detective. Agile, she kicked in every direction and turned from side to the side. She considered how she might hurry things along and finally be born. She promptly recorded every movement her mother made and every detail related to her daily schedule. As a result, she discovered that mum became easily tired and did not like to move too much. She thought about clues and potential solutions. Yet, when it happened, it was a complete surprise. Perturbed from her sleep, she arrived in the world at the end of June. Her desire had come true as she came into the world one month early. She took a breath of fresh air and cuddled in her mother's arms. It might have been difficult to accept, but she felt tired as the recently taken journey had been anything but smooth. The detective work would have to wait until she regained her strength. She might have been new around that place, but she had already noticed a lot of strange things happening. You wait. I will spare no one. 
I must serve justice, she thought to herself. Lorelei opened her eyes from the deep sleep, performing a quick analysis of her surroundings. She was in hospital, where she had been born, together with mum and dad. They looked like pleasant people, and she liked how they agitated around her, as if she needed so much help. Once out, she managed fine on her own. Just keep the milk coming, and don't forget to change my diaper, as I do not care for a wet one. It's not so hard, is it? She reflected while she looked at her mum and dad. Every couple of hours, her mother disappeared for about 30 minutes. Where did she go? Curiosity overcame her. She fussed and cried, knowing that she would get her dad's attention. He might provide answers, even though he looked lost himself. No obvious clues existed to drive the investigation in a particular direction. Time to put the detective cap on and solve that mystery. To ask Mum would not work, as the two of them did not understand each other. At least, not yet. She talked to the baby in the other room where the mums took them out for a quick stroll in the hallway. All the mothers went into the same room, but no baby knew what happened there. Lorelei got a glimpse of the inside and saw a yellow machine. It looked like nothing she had seen before, but again, her knowledge of that world was rather limited. Back in the room, she tried to make sense of the puzzle. Sometimes, when Mum came back, she held a small bottle of milk. Lorelei gulped it down without thinking it might be an actual clue. From the second she was born, she always felt hungry. When presented with milk, she savoured every drop, and upon hearing the bottle having been emptied, she fell into a state of pleasant drowsiness. When taken for another walk, the door to the mystery room stood ajar, and she could finally see inside. The yellow machine helped mummies produce milk for their babies. Simple as that. Lorelei was proud to have cracked her first case, telling herself how much excitement came from uncovering the truth. In a few days, she would go home, where her true career as a detective would start. The Mysterious Affair of the Blue Desk Clock For Lorelei, Mum's desk represented an endless source of fascination. A side computer, which the little detective stealthily used for research, various writing supplies drew her interest. The small desk clock of an intense blue colour hypnotised her. It looked like no other time-telling device you may have seen. Using a suction valve, you attached it to the desk and the tall, slender pillar offered the necessary support. Thin lines told the time, and when the house fell silent, you could synchronise your breathing to its rhythmic ticking. Lorelei appreciated clocks as fine works of art. She enjoyed falling asleep to their soothing tick-tock, and also to organise her day with the help of such a simple yet effective device. When something sparked her interest, she went online and searched for interesting information about it. Recently, she discovered that before alarm clocks, a person called a knocker-upper would come and knock on your door until you woke up. How fun did that sound? 
Lorelei felt certain she would have become such wonderful friends with a human alarm clock. It was in her nature to be friendly. Just as Lorelei and Nyami were busy setting up their office, Danny Dime, the big-eyed penguin, timidly approached them. He looked sad, so they offered him the elephant chair and patiently waited to hear his story. They were used to people coming into their office as if their entire world just crumbled to nothing. After a deep sigh and holding a delicious steaming cup of tea Nyami prepared, Danny explained why he was so upset. He worked as the assistant of Mr. Teddy Marshmallow Tea Bear, the infamous storyteller. Everybody knew him. He travelled around the apartment enchanting the other toys with his stories. He carried five storybooks in his backpack, but he could also invent a story out of the blue. Mr. Bear's imagination knew no limits. He would take a seat on a chair and as soon as he opened his mouth, you entered a world where knights in shining armour saved fair maidens, brave and handsome princes slain dragons in search of their true love and trees produced golden apples that gave those who ate them magical powers. His stories healed, bringing a smile on the faces of those who felt sad or gloomy. If you asked any toy about Mr. Bear, they would immediately tell you he was wonderful. Truth be told, he lifted their spirits with his delightful stories. They were all glad to see him, and even happier when he made the promise of an enchanting story. Danny planned his schedule, arranging meetings with toys who wanted to hear a story and organising his archive of stories. He took pride in being the assistant of such a great toy and he liked the work that came with the job. The small penguin worked hard every day as he did not want to disappoint Mr Bear. Imagine his disappointment when he came late to work several days in a row. The storyteller requested his assistant to be punctual in every meeting, Mr. Bear made a point of being early. For him, punctuality meant respect. Lateness was never fashionable, he used to say, and he demanded the same appreciation from his assistant. No matter how hard he tried, Danny could not imagine how he arrived late for work every day. He always followed the same routine. He woke up, brushed his teeth and washed his face. Then... He drank a cup of coffee and ate a ham sandwich in the kitchen. When the small blue clock showed the time to be a quarter to eight, he left for Mr Bear's office near the window of the master bedroom. He maintained an exceptional record and, until then, he was never late. Mr Blair took Danny aside and asked him if he was all right, given the fact that he came in late every day. Even though he was afraid of disappointing his boss, he had no answer to provide. He looked remorseful, promising his faithful employer that he will shed light on the matter. The next morning, he woke up earlier than planned. He went through his usual routine with one difference, a pocket watch. Scared that he would lose his job and let down Mr. Bear, who had been so kind to him, Danny had talked to his father and asked for advice. A wise old penguin, with more than a spark of intelligence in his eyes, 
he told him he too had seen something strange happening with the clock on the desk. A pocket watch would help Danny arrive to work on time. He also recommended his son to check the hour on the desk clock and compare it with the one he had inside his coat. Danny followed his dad's advice and, to his surprise, he discovered that someone had taken out the batteries. This had caused the watch to remain stuck at a quarter to eight. The watch he had received showed the hour to be 8.15, confirming the suspicion Danny had had all along. Someone wanted him to be consistently late for work and get fired. But who? He went to Mr. Bear and told him the entire affair, asking for a few days off to shed light on the matter. The boss listened carefully, granting him the request. Before letting him go, he advised his faithful employee to ask the little big detectives for help. Lorelei was a skilled detective who had solved plenty of cases and her new partner, Nyami, was equally gifted. Before we find out, dear reader, how their initial meeting went down, I feel like I must tell you a bit about Danny. The penguin had arrived at Lorelei's apartment after living for many years in a large toy factory. Both he and his dad had been waiting to be ordered, but time passed and no call came for them. Danny spent every day by the door of the deposit, hoping that a worker will pick him up. He was young and thus prone to naivete. His dad had the maturity and necessary experience to understand that we cannot control such things. Patience was a virtue, he knew, but he could not expect his son to display such perceptiveness. Danny's dream eventually came true. One day, a worker came and placed him in a beautiful gift box, suitable for a little girl. He was pleased beyond measure, but he failed to realise that his dad would not be going with him. As Faith had it, he did not have time to say goodbye, leaving for his new home with tears in his eyes. God, however, always has a way of arranging things so they fall in the right place. Soon after... His father, who felt upset about his son's sudden departure, was ordered. He couldn't have known he was about to leave for the same address. Lorelei liked penguins very much, and one was not enough. You can imagine their happiness when they reunited. Father and son together again, as a family should always be. They promised never to be apart from each other, and found a true home with the little girl who aspired to become one of the greatest detectives in the world. In a single breath, Danny told Lorelei and Nyami everything, begging for their help. Rosa, the secretary, took notes. A kind soul, she immediately offered the distressed penguin a cup of hot coffee and scrumptious chocolate biscuits. After the refreshment vanished into the penguin's tummy, he seemed rejuvenated and less inclined toward adopting a negative mindset. Lorelei listened carefully to the penguin, then asked what his father meant by saying something strange happened with the blue clock. Danny answered that Mr. P repeatedly spotted flower tracks on it. Miami, already tired of playing with her tail, looked straight at her partner. They had quite a mystery on their hands. Or should I say pause? 
she thanked Danny and promised to solve the case ASAP. The penguin looked a lot less worried than he did when he came in and thanked the little big detectives for taking on his case. While Rosa entered the initial details of the case into the log of operations, Niami and Lorelei discussed how they should proceed. They both agreed to pay a visit to the crime scene. The blue clock stood in its usual place on the desk near the computer. Lorelei took out one of her most prized possessions, a magnifying glass that had come from Russia, and observed the clock from up close. She noticed the small wheel used for setting the time had flour all over it. Nyami looked at the area around the clock when she identified an important clue. A paw print in the flower that had fallen on the desk. It was of a cat, she felt certain. Lorelei smiled when Nyami showed her the paw print as she did not expect the case to be so easy to decipher. Aside from Nyami, only two other cats were living in the apartment. Nyami Pink was a close friend of Lorelei, having travelled from Romania to stay with her, while Nyami Nino was a local given as a gift by a sweet neighbour who adored the little girl. They had two suspects, and they also needed to establish a motive. Which of the two would have had a reason to get Danny fired? It was Niami who came up with a plan to solve the mystery. To catch the wrongdoer, everyone would have to sharpen their acting skills. Danny and Mr Bear would get in a fight about him being late again, with the penguin being fired. He would then go around telling everyone about losing his job, looking sad. Nyami and Lorelei would hide in Mr Bear's office to see who would come and inquire about the job. Morning came, and Pongo Dams, the Dalmatian, named after the famous character in 101 Dalmatians, slowly tapped on the door of Mr Bear's office. He wanted to know if the assistant job was available. No, it wasn't for him. He liked his current job working as a messenger for Joe Spikey's Bikes, the hedgehog, who lived by the cactus in the living room. He was just asking for a friend. The two detectives instructed Mr Bear to say the position was available to anyone who came asking. They would take it from there. Pongo thanked the storyteller for all the information, promising that his friend would call soon and perhaps request an interview. As soon as he left the office, Pongo went hurriedly onto the balcony. He was in such a hurry, he didn't notice Lorelei and Yami were following him. I must tell you, dear reader, that some toys held secret meetings on the balcony. It offered the intimacy they needed, and it was not readily accessible. In the time it took for the door to open, the secret conversation came to a halt. Niami was smarter than the average cat, so she knew from the start where the toy that came to ask about the job would go. She had placed a bug in a flower pot on the balcony, waiting to see who would come at the meeting with Pongo. Soon, the two detectives, who were hiding right behind the radiator, heard a familiar voice. Niami Nino was the one who wanted Danny to lose his job, having tampered with the clock. She went over her plan with Pongo, celebrating her success. Finally, she could become Mr Bear's assistant and learn how to be a master storyteller herself. She did not plan, however, for the two detectives to be onto her. 
they confronted her and her accomplice on the spot, asking for explanations. Nyami Nino was not a terrible cat. She was friendly like a daisy, and everyone in the apartment liked her. Her dream was to tell stories like Mr. Bear, but she did not know where to begin. He already had an assistant, and there was no way of getting close to him, as he did not have time to take on apprentices. Replacing Danny seemed, at that point, the only viable option. She stopped the clock every day, so he would be late and get fired. Hurrying to achieve her goal, she had forgotten to wash her paws. First, Nyami Nina was a passionate baker, always baking fresh bread in the first hours of the morning. Nyami and Lorelai firmly believed that everyone deserves a second chance, so they decided not to send Nyami Nina away. They asked Danny to come, and she confessed everything. The penguin was not one to hold a grudge, so he quickly forgave her. Mr. Bear had a private talk with Nyami Nino, excusing himself for the role he had played in the matter. He had gotten so busy that he had forgot why he told in the first place, to make others happy. He then held a speech in front of all the toys, announcing that he will organise storytelling classes. Anyone could learn how to tell a story. Nyami Nino was the happiest toy to hear of such glorious news. The little big detectives celebrated their first solved case over a glass of milk, listening to the delicate guitar chords of Willie Nelson. In time, this would become a beloved tradition and they would both use those intimate moments to remind each other of the great friendship they shared. Good night. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps to detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.